Welcome back to the Arise Podcast. Jacob, how you doing, my man? I'm all right, Roger. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, leaves are, are changing. The air is getting colder. Today especially. Yeah, it feels uh, like fall outside. I know we keep saying that, but it's starting to get there. It's, this we, might be real fall. Yeah. Halfway yeah. through October. It's yeah, possible. Exactly. We're nearing the end of October, nearing, nearing the holidays, my, my wife's favorite time of the year, so... I, I tend to gear up a little earlier now because of because of her. I actually haven't heard her playing Christmas music in the office yet. I, just, I keep like walking in when it's just her expecting to hear, but no, it's been it's been uh, it's been pretty quiet so far. Yeah, it's actually been surprising because well, at least at home. So you know, we have the, the three month old now, and so she sleeps in her bassinet with us, and so we always have that noise sound. Mm-hmm. She uses her phone, so. Usually we sleep to Christmas music too, <laughs> so I, I haven't had that either. So it has been a little, a little Man, weird. What a weird year twenty twenty is turning out to be. <laughs> so you know, obviously, with um, the holiday season, well, at least every four years during a holiday season, we have an election. So you know that's coming up here very shortly. First, uh, well, I guess it's always the first Tuesday of November, isn't it? It's the first Tuesday of November unless the first Tuesday is like the first day of November. Okay. There's actually some weird like thing where it things. kicks it slightly later every every few years. But yeah, it's usually the first Tuesday of November. And so, you know, obviously getting into politics is a little a little sticky situation, especially for church and especially as Christians and how, how you go about um doing that, obviously and kind of you know, what kind of biblical or godly things uh, you use as far as going about talking about people's differences and kind of figuring out, you know, the right way to to have just meaningful educational conversation. And so, you know, today we kind of want to talk about that, want to talk about some uh, some tips to uh, use for, you know, some principles of participating politically. And so we're going to kind of go over that. Um, we're just going to, yeah, we're just going to kind of Hop right into that. Um, Rip the Band-Aid off all the way in. Yeah, because it's like, you know, it, it's touchy, but really, I don't know. I feel like at this this point this year, what isn't touchy are, are kind of sticky. That's fair. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we're going to jump right in. So, so one of the principles are to uh, show grace towards those who disagree with you. And uh, I think uh, a lot of times we get tripped up on who's right who's wrong, you know, my size right, your size wrong, your size right, my size wrong. And, uh, you know, obviously that can go both ways. Everyone has their convictions. Everyone has what, what they believe in. And, uh, but the bottom line is we may not be right. You know, there, there's something to that. And, um, I think, uh, showing grace with people that you don't necessarily agree with can go a long way as far as um, how people uh, interpret it and how that can affect uh, the seeds you plant long term. You know, you can do this with with talking with Christians, but even unbelievers, like the way you act in these situations, you know, people are going to remember that and remember like, okay, well, you know, they were so harsh about that. Like, is that what, you know, this is all about? Right. So um, I think extending that grace and knowing that 
there is no clear cut answer, even though we all think that, even though we all, you know, have our, our political stance and think like, okay, that's the clear cut, obvious choice. The, uh, the bottom line is it's not. Yeah. And I mean, it's, this is so much of an, an attitude principle, right? It's, it's the willingness to have a disagreement with someone and maybe even have a strong disagreement with someone and decide, Hey, I'm going to respect that person. I'm going to view them as a child of God. I'm going to, uh, you know, consider them as, as someone who, you know, is not my sworn enemy that I'm sworn to hate and destroy on Twitter, right? Yeah. Uh, or Facebook or what, you know, whatever your social media is, is, you know, this is, this is showing grace, right? It's, it's, uh, maybe not saying the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, and Roger, this is hard for me sometimes. Right. Cause sometimes, Sometimes I, uh, you know, it's easy for me to go, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to disagree about X, right? If I know the disagreement is coming, it's, it's usually a little easier. Oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to disagree on who, who we think the next Supreme Court nominee should be, yeah. right? Or, or something like that. Ah, okay. All right. That's, that's okay. But man, we get down to brass tacks. We get down to an important issue, right? Oh man, you disagree with me? I don't yeah. want to show you grace. Exactly. I'm going to blow you out of the water. Right. But this is, you know, that's not what we're called to do as Christians. We're called to be showing love to people, showing grace, showing mercy, and, um, you know, being being charitable towards people, even the people that we disagree with. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point about just not uh, how it's not easy to, to, to show grace, especially when, like you said, you, you have, and, you know, I was kind of saying earlier, like, you have that conviction, like, you have that, like, okay, this is right. Like, I, I know in my heart, like, this is morally right, or this is this makes the most sense. And so it, like you said, it, it's hard. It almost does, you know, it takes you off guard. Like, wait, what? You don't, how, how do we not agree on the same thing? Like, I thought we were friends. Yeah, What's wrong with you? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I can see that totally like just that alone, you know, kind of just puts you right off right at the beginning. Like it is such a hard thing to do. Um, so the second principle is, um, talk about the, the, uh, the issues, the policies, um, the ideas, uh, but not the person behind it, I think is extremely easy, especially with the characters we have for, you know, this election. It's very easy to, you know, single out President Trump or Vice President Biden, like what, you know, you, you kind of, you have these things that you disagree with, but it, it's, they're the forefront. And I think it's very important to kind of take that aspect out of it and really just talk about if, if we're going to have a, meaningful, respectful conversation. Let's just talk exactly about what issues you're having problems with or what, you know, what reasons you feel like this policy works better than that instead of really adding that person into it. I just think um, that just creates a lot of problems and it just, it, it's usually just not a good, you know, a good combination to do both of those. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, not only is it bad rhetorically to attack a person or really even a person's character or rather than the, than the policy or the issue that they're talking about, it's also just fundamentally unchristian, right? I mean, we're supposed to be, you know, this is really a continuation in many ways of what we just talked about. Be graceful towards people who disagree with, including the candidate you disagree with, right? Yeah. Like that extends not just your you and me having a conversation or you and me interacting on social media, it also extends to other people, including the candidate that you disagree with. Don't just go after who they are. Now, as you said, I appreciate how you said that, Roger. It's very, very, uh, very uh, <clears throat> charitable of you. 
the characters that we have who are up for election this year, uh, right? Let's let's not go after them. It's easy to go after yeah. them. It's it's easy to. I just saw someone doing this the other day. Uh, criticize the way that someone's voice sounds, or the way that they put their sentences together, yeah. or the speed with which they talk. That that doesn't have anything to do with anything when yeah. it comes to. The political process, what's right, what's wrong, what's going to be best for our country, what's going to be best for people in general, right? The, those things don't matter. It's easy, low-hanging fruit to go after something like that, but it doesn't really matter. Talk about uh, the ideas. Don't fall prey to ad hominem attacks. Don't fall prey to attacking the person rather than the thing that they're saying. Yeah, and again, I, I mean, not to... You know, keep beating that over the head, but it's so true. It's so easy to do that now. You know, obviously, I feel like I'm sure we all struggle with that and, you know, have, have, you know, made that mistake and, you know, kind of no matter how hard you try, it's, it's just hard sometimes not to, you know, put your little dig in or talk about this or talk about that. And it's just such a, it's such a challenging thing. Like I said, especially in this one, um, it's just, yeah, that's something to really be like mindful of. One thing I actually do to, to, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm immune from doing this, but one thing I found is helpful for me is uh, there's a lot of video out there of people talking, right? But there's also a lot of transcripts of what people have said in, in, ter when, in terms of, you know, political stump speeches and things like that. I do my best to read the transcripts or read the speeches if I can get yeah. my hands on that rather than watching the videos because when I'm watching the video I'm distracted yeah. by what's in the background what their hands are doing by what they you know maybe what they look like or maybe they're picking their nose right any number of things uh, but if I'm just reading right if I'm just engaging the ideas that kind of limits the number of distractions that I have now I realize that's not going to work for everybody and that takes a little bit more time to to do than just watching you know a three minute video that comes up on on your phone. But, you know, if, if you're really struggling with this, this, that might be something that you can do at least for a little bit to help just distance the person from the ideas for a minute and actually pay attention to what they're saying. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I actually, I'm pretty sure I've heard you talk about that before. I don't know if it might've been the last election, but I remember you saying that you try to get transcripts, like try to read it instead of watching it. That, that really, I could see some, some good, uh, merit to that. That seems like actually a really good idea. Um, principle three is, uh, work hard to understand what the other person is saying. And again, I know this is a lot of continuation, but still kind of relating to that grace. Um, but for me, it, or at least to me, it seems more of like the action part of it. And honestly, it's a hard thing to do, which I think why it says work hard to do that. Yes. Um, but to create a healthy, helpful, educate, educated conversation, it, it's important to try to understand where people are coming from and what they are saying and, Again, you it's I don't know. It's like you you have to do this, but like I mean, you have to look at it, you know, as uh, examples in the Bible. I mean, Jesus always came to where people were at. I mean, very rarely does he say, "Okay, you want to get healed, come to me." I'm not I'm not saying like, it never, but you know, very rarely is, "Hey, come over here." It's right. you know, he meets them. He's at, going he, to he them. Has dinner with them. He meets the lady at the well. Like you know, it, it's you have to have that understanding of where people are coming from, which. I can sit here and act like that's easy, but it is not. Like mm -hmm. that is extremely an extremely challenging thing. But that will go another another thing that will go a long way. And just even like I said, even past the election, just how people will respond to you are 
think about, you know, the kind of character you have, like these things will, will help you with relationships past this. You know I mean? These are our principles that you can use with disputable matters. Like, I mean, the, I mean, from top to bottom, I mean, these are just important things to do to, to mend and help relationships. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, even on that note, this is something that cultural commentators have been talking about really for, for decades now, not even as it relates to politics, just as it relates to person-to-person interaction. So many people, we've lost the ability to actually listen to what someone is saying, where listening to maybe part of it to form a response or to tell them where we disagree or to figure out the next thing that we're saying, right? Instead of just stopping and listening and going, oh, that's what Roger's saying right here, or Oh, that's the position they're taking and allowing yourself to take off just just a split second to process what that means and come to an understanding of uh, of what they're saying. Stephen Covey has just a ton on this, right? Like stop listening in order to respond, start listening in order to understand. It's it's just so important and and so fundamental. I was just reading uh, a book. It's called Compassion and Conviction. It's by the AND campaign, which is something I highly recommend to anyone who's listening and trying to figure out uh, what what on earth to do as a Christian in our uh, current political climate. It's a really good book, but one of the things that they talk about is kind of principles for interacting with people who disagree with you politically. And one of the principles was extend as much charity as possible towards your opponent's position, right? Uh, you, It may sound like a terrible, terrible idea to you, but if you just assume it's a terrible idea without listening as much as possible, yeah. if you just jump in and go, well, that could never be right, uh, you, you short-circuit the opportunity, A, to learn from them and have a conversation with them, and B, really to do anything functional with that person. And so they say, just extend as much charity as possible, as much grace as possible. We keep coming back to that word, but I really yeah. think that's so important here. Just you know, stretch it to your absolute limits. Try to understand what the other person is saying. Even if at the end of the day you disagree, right? the further you go with trying to understand, the further you listen, the more you dig, uh, the better you're going to really be able to get inside their head, and the better you're going to be able to interact with them, and the better you're going to be able to love them. Yeah, and... Um, I mean, to go to, so I'm, I'm a big relator and, and, you know, I've done strength finders and stuff like that and, and realize that's one of my, my big strengths. And so I like to see it from both sides. I like to like, okay, like I can understand, like, even when it's again, like you don't agree with it. Like I could at least be like, okay, like I could somewhat see where you're coming from. Like I could see why that might make sense to you. Or if you're in, you know, if you're in the position that you're in, okay, I can see why that makes sense. And so I, I, I think there is value to that. Like, just like you said, not, not to necessarily say you're agreeing with it, but to not just close it off right at, you know, right at the beginning, like right at the front. Cause that's just gonna, you know, close walls. So it's just, right. it is good to kind of have an open mind with that. Um, so number, uh, principle number four, uh, thinking your party's platform is unflawed is a mistake. Now, I mean, I feel like this is pretty obvious just in the fact that nothing's perfect. I mean, except for, you know, Jesus, of course, but to, to think that, uh, your platform or, you know, your political party is unflawed is, you know, it's just like, you're kind of already putting yourself in the hole. Like there, there's, there's no way something is a hundred percent right. So, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things that it's hard not to like, I almost think you don't realize that's what you're thinking. 
but like you really have to kind of like sit down and think like okay you know there are things about whatever that that's not right you know there, there's always two sides to it so you can't just automatically assume that everything that you support is correct yeah i think roger to me this operates on a couple different levels <clears throat> one is um you know this there's just kind of the general blanket statement hey think recognize that your your party's platform it's not 100% accurate right it's it's there's going to be something wrong there it's that's something that for a lot of people it's easy to say but then if you actually ask them to sit down with their party platform explanation you know the 25 page pdf document that you can find online they're really going to struggle to 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 figure out what that is. Now, most people don't sit down and read the, the party platform document, right? But uh, so, you know, there's 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 kind of two levels to this. One is the, hey, you need to be like philosophically committed to, hey, maybe I'm not right all the time. But then you also need to be able to do the hard work of going, oh, and this is where I'm probably not right, right? Because to just go around saying, oh, yeah, yeah, Roger, I'm a sinner. I screw up all the time. Right. Woe is me. How terrible am I? But then if I don't ever actually, you know, confess the places that I'm wrong, that's that lip service at the beginning yeah. is really unhelpful. And I think this is one of the things where I'm 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 convicted here more and more. And I really want to kind of push people and encourage them. Don't just like don't just say, oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to vote Republican this year, but I, I, you know, I realize that they're not perfect. Or I'm going to vote Democrat this year, and I realize they're not perfect. Or, gosh, if you vote third party, you know, the righteous indignation that comes with that. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I can't vote for these two. I'm going to vote my conscience. You're going to vote your conscience, and you're still going to vote for someone who's who's you don't agree with completely, right? Yeah. Like that's part of this statement, part of this principle. So, you know, I think really getting in the we- this is for me, this is the principle to really get into the weeds on. Hey, I recognize I'm not right all the time. All right, cool. Let's get specific. Where are you not right? And to me, this is this is the place where real conversations can start. Yeah, I think that's that's really good. I didn't a hundred percent think of it that way, and and that that does make a lot of sense because you kind of need to know exactly, you know, like you said, it, it it can come off as lip service if it's just you know, yeah, I know that they're not right, but are you know that it's not a hundred percent right, but you know, I'm still voting this way or that way. Like you, you really should actually have that, that knowledge of what it is. And I think that would have to help you just weighing your options in general. Like who knows what, what you might find out, you know, through doing that, through really getting into the weeds and and figuring something out. Right. And it might give you something to talk about with someone who disagrees with you, right? Hey, maybe we're on almost completely opposite sides of the political spectrum. But man, I do not agree with what my party says about, I don't know, just to pick one issue, immigration reform. Yeah. Right? Hey, we can talk about immigration reform. Right? That's common ground that we have, right? Most of the time, people have at least a little bit of common ground with one another. And if you're aware of where you don't fit into your party's box when you're interacting with other people, maybe you can have that that little bit of shared um, that little bit of shared space, a little bit of shared conversation. For sure. I like that. Um, principle five, display respect uh, for God's plan and political office. Um, I think this is a lot about, you know, kind of digging into the word and looking to that as far as how to learn what uh, our duties are and how we are to respect and pray for our government. Um, really, no matter the outcome, you know, there, there's there's obviously things in the Bible where it, you know, you have commandments to do as far as our you know our governing and stuff like that um is there any 
not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot, is there any uh, particular verses that you like about government or you know official leaders stuff like that? There's um, you know there's some st- stuff in kind of the general epistles, some stuff in uh, I think it's Peter, some stuff in uh, Timothy. To me, the thing I always go back to is is Romans thirteen one through seven. Uh, I just I, I camp out there a lot. That's the verses when uh, you know when President Obama was in office, had to talk to my conservative or Republican friends and remind them about Romans thirteen and you know the past several years President Trump's been in office, had to talk to my more liberal friends and or encourage them to go read Romans thirteen. Yeah. Right, like there's there's so much there and there's so much to to really think through and and sift through and there's such a challenge to be consistent. Uh, I would argue that's that's. One of the places I go a lot. The other place I go a lot is actually not scripture. It's actually the Book of Common Prayer, um, <clears throat> which is what the Church of England, the Anglican Church, uses. Uh, and some of their their prayer offices, uh, they do a really good job of praying for kind of the specifics of government and and praying for the government. Now, you know, the Church of England is the state church of uh, the the. I think it, I think it's actually the whole British Commonwealth. Uh, so, like, they're very invested and connected to the government. In the U.S., you know, we're a little bit more separate. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, there's not quite that that relationship there. But just the the consistency of praying for the Queen, the Prime Minister, the members of Parliament. There's there's a there's a habit, there's a routine there that I found very helpful. Uh, for me, as I think about praying for the president and Congress and the Supreme Court and our governor and the, the representatives who who represent me in various uh, ways and places, that's just been something that's been really helpful for me. Um, and on that note, one of the things I've really been trying to get into the habit of recently is praying for people by their first names, right? Uh, this might come across as slightly disrespectful for some people. I, there's no offense intended here. This is really something for me where if I am praying for President Trump, it feels different to me than if I'm praying for Donald, right? It just it just hits a little bit different. It's a reminder to me that uh, President Trump, when I agree with him, when I disagree with him, wherever I'm I'm standing with him at the at the given moment, he's a person. He's loved by God. He's someone who I should be praying for. He's someone that I should be praying becomes more and more like Jesus. Um, you know, he's he's a real person. He's yeah. a real. I I actually know several people. I have a relative named Donald, right? So it's it's not it's not that foreign uh, when I kind of take that step and make him uh, a little more personable uh, and personal. And he's it's easier to pray for him. It's easier to respect his office. Uh, and quite frankly, I think it's easier for me to to do the things that scripture uh, asks of me with regard to my government when I don't just think of him as a political figure uh, off in DC, but as a person uh, who is, who is, um, you know, loved by God. Yeah. uh, You know, we actually uh, did that this last Sunday at, at church at Arise and um, uh, Kelsey, our worship pastor kind of, you know, we had this, you know, we try to break up the, the worship and, and, uh, use worship in other ways besides just, you know, singing or, which is obviously great, of course. Um, and so we, you know, we did some, uh, corporate prayer about, you know, several different topics, several different things. And, um, 
So Kelsey was like, you know, let's pray for the election. Let's pray for Donald and Joe. And I'm not going to lie. When I first heard it, it threw me off a little bit. Like I was like, that's weird. Like I'm used to president, vice president, right. president Trump, right. vice president Biden. Like that, that's just what I'm used to, obviously. And, um, but when, you know, I was talking to Jacob and talking to Kelsey and they kind of, you know, ex- explained that, that, uh, you know, making them human, more human is like, wow, you know, I really can relate to that. Like that does make a lot more sense. Like, you know, like I'm praying for this person, you know, not, not the president. I'm praying for a human being, you know, I'm not praying for the ruler of the free country. Like, you know, I'm praying for this guy. I know Jacob or Justin or whatever it is. Like I'm just praying for a person. And so that actually really did resonate with me. I actually really like that. Um, I'm going to try to put the, what was that? The common book of prayer? Book of common prayer. Yes. The book of common prayer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can get that in the show notes so we, uh, you guys can use that to, uh, you know, help you guys when you're praying for for the government. So I think that was a uh, that was pretty cool. I like that. Um, and our last principle, uh, principle six, is what is our motivation? Um, I think that's really important. Like, like really, like what motivates us? Is it just winning? Is it getting whatever off our chest we wanted? Is it to debate somebody? Is it to argue? Like what, what motivates us? Is it that or is it the, you know, the two greatest commandments to love God with our mind, spirit and, and heart or our and, uh, loving others? Like what, what is it? Is it, you know, the two greatest commandments or is it, you know, fueled by anger and wanting to win and wanting to be like, yeah, see, I'm right and you're wrong. Or is it to show love to others and have God as your center focus? Uh, I, that's, that's such a good question. I don't know that I have much to add to that. That's it's it, what is our motivation? Like, why are we doing the things that we do? Um, I think maybe a related thing to think about is, um, you know, what perspective are we taking? Right. A, a related because you know, every election that I can remember in my lifetime. Uh, so back to um, 96 probably is the first election I remember. It's been the most important election of our lifetime. Right, right. right? Uh, if we don't, you know, if our party doesn't win this election, the country is going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Well, from my vantage point, the past 24 years, the country's going to hell in a handbasket anyways, yeah. uh, regardless of whether I voted or not. Exactly. Uh, and so my the perspective of the Christian has to be the kingdom perspective, Right. My job, first and foremost, as a follower of Jesus, is to be a follower of Jesus who makes other followers of Jesus. If politics can help with that, uh, if politics can create the conditions for that, which is what I think the United States of America has done perhaps better than any other political system in the history of the world, creating the conditions for religious freedom, that's something to be celebrated and supported. But... If that gets in the way of my job, if that gets in the way of being a follower of Jesus who who makes other followers of Jesus, and politics becomes the idol or the distraction or whatever it is, we've got to cut that out. We've got to stop that. We have to have a kingdom perspective. We have to check our motives. We have to make sure that we're first and foremost concerned with what God is concerned about. And then as a matter of secondary importance, still important, but a matter of secondary importance, then get on to the politics. For sure. And, you know, I think that that is just, like I said, I mean, you know, it's that full circle in that, again, like you can use this, you can use these principles in just so many other ways. Like it's just, at the end of the day, it really is just about 
that focus of God and loving others and really leaning into that. Um, before you wrap up, I uh, wanted to, uh, so Jacob, you posted uh, a picture on Instagram. Yes. And uh, I really like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Cause like, again, it's like, you know, these things, but like you, you really need that reminder. And so he posted this and it, it's uh, this little text post that, you know, it's, it's from Jesus. Like it's, if he was saying, as if he were saying, yeah. It, yeah. And so it's, it says, uh, Kamala is beloved. Donald is fearfully and wonderfully made. Mike is cherished. Joe is important enough that I died for him. And like, again, it goes back to that again with the, just their first name and, you know, making, you know, humanizing them. And then also like, this is what Christ did for everybody. Yep. It doesn't matter what you think. doesn't matter what you do. doesn't yep. matter. I mean, the list goes on like things that you can possibly do and not do and, and what's wrong and, and how many things you've done wrong and how many things you've done right. It, it doesn't matter. He, you know, he, he bridged that, he, he bridged that gap and yep. that's all, you know, that's all that matters. And so I just really think going into this election or any election, you really have to realize that. Or again, I know I keep saying this, but anything in general, any, you know, argument you're having, any, anything that you're frustrated with someone with, Jesus died for that person. Yep. No matter what. And that's just, that's just the thing of it. Like you really have to realize, you know, how, and before we can, can continue, you have to realize how important people are to, to Jesus. If they're important to Jesus, they're important to us. And that's, that's right. just kind of, it's just what it is. Amen. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to end. Um, I really appreciate you sitting down with me, Jacob. Um, this was, I know, I know I've talked to you about it. You know, I was a little like, okay, like let's, you know, let's get everything good and ready and, you know, you know, get a little nervous talking about stuff like this, but I, I think it's really important. So I'm, I'm glad you're able to sit down and talk to me about it. Yeah. I'm, and I'm really appreciative of your willingness to tackle this, Roger. The, the church cannot be absent when it comes to difficult issues. So often it's easy to talk around things or not wade into the difficult issues just to leave it, uh, to the side. But especially as leaders in the church, if, if we're not talking about how we should be doing things in the world, people are still going to hear that from other places, yeah. and people are still going to live their lives yeah. the way that they're living their lives. So it's it's so important that the church uh, is willing to to talk about these things. So thank you for being willing to, to bring this up and, and talk about it. For sure. No problem. Uh, so if you guys want to listen uh, to the podcast, um, it's on Every platform, any kind of uh, podcasting platform. Uh, we can Everywhere some, podcasts can yes, be found. If we can get some shares, likes, reviews. Uh, we actually got a few reviews this last week, so that was nice. Um, yeah, Thanks, you guys. guys. Could do that. Nice yeah, you. you guys could do that. I really appreciate that. Um, you want to check out our, our Facebook page. Uh, it's uh, Arise Church STL on Facebook. Also Arise Church STL on Instagram. Um, we, we do have Twitter and we have TikTok and we have the same uh, handle across the board. Um, right now we are doing a lot more with Facebook and Instagram, trying to work out the kinks and kind of find our, our niche in the other ones. So um, definitely give us a follow. You know, like I said, we have content coming out there a lot, just things that are going on. Um, inspirational you know resources we, we you know we have a lot of things coming out of our our, our social uh, platforms so i just want to say thank you and uh i'll see you guys again on the arise podcast